Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How are you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I am doing pretty well. So, uh-uh. what brings us here today? Before we get in all, into all of that, uh, happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, or happy Indigenous People Day. Hope you had a good time with your family and ate good food. But today's topic is, hold on, before we get into that, where do you think we go when we pass away? Somewhere else, somebody, another vessel. Another vessel? Another body. Is that your spiritual belief? Is that what you truly believe? Like, where did that come from? Um, no, I kind of assumed that. We get an opportunity to do this thing called life more than once. Mm. And I believe whatever journey we have or whatever challenge we need to face keeps repeating itself until it's solved. And then we evolve into something else. I like that. So maybe we show up as different people, but the challenge or the obstacle is always the same until we overcome that obstacle. Interesting, interesting. What do you think? I think... Pretty much along the the, the same, your same thought process, I I think that we are in this school called life, and our consciousness learns from each life until it achieves perfection or whatever type of lesson it needs to learn or whatever type of experience that we need to have in order to be fully fulfilled, I guess. Okay. But that leads us into our topic for today, which is Reincarnation Chronicles. So this is um, an intriguing encounters with past lives. Um, I've seen a couple posts on Reddit that I would love to speak about, but let's get into the studies University of Virginia, um, a guy by the name of Jim Tucker, states that some young children, usually between the ages of two and five, speak about memories of a previous life they claim to have lived. At the same time, they often show behaviors such as phobias uh, or preferences that are unusual within the context of their particular family and cannot be explained by any current life events. These memories appear to be um, concordant with the child's statements about a previous life. So, in many cases of this type, the child's statement have been shown to correspond accurately to facts in the life and death of a deceased person. 
Some of the children have birthmarks and birth defects that corresponds to wounds or other marks on the deceased person whose life is being remembered by the child. That's extremely interesting. In numerous cases, uh, post-mortem reports uh, confirm these correspondence. Older children may retain these apparent memories, but generally they seem to fade around the age of seven. The young subjects of these cases have been found all over the world, including Europe and North America. For the past 20 years, Dr. Jim Tucker, now the director of the Division of uh, Perceptual Studies, has focused mainly on cases found in the United States. His book, Return to Life, offers accounts of very strong American cases of young children who remember previous lives. In this book, Dr. Tucker writes about the now well-known cases of Jane Lineager, a young boy who had uh, verifiable past life memories of being in a World War II pilot, and Ryan Homans, uh, excuse me, who had a verifiable memory of uh, being a Hollywood extra and talent agent. Types of statements a child might make. You're not my mommy, my daddy. I have another mommy and daddy. When I was big, I used to have blue eyes, a car, etc. That happened before I was in mommy's tummy. I have a wife, husband, and children. I used to drive a truck, live in another town, etc. I died in a car accident after I fell, etc. Remember when I lived in that other house? Or was your daddy? So, have you heard of any, like, cases of past lives? Or do you remember um, any instance or personal life experience of somebody um, coming back? Um, Not so much personal, uh, no. But I have heard cases and stories about other children having these experiences or sharing information with their parents about who they may have been before. Mm-hmm. But I guess it could be similar to, let's say, a namesake, or if you name your child after someone that's in your family and they tend to have similar characteristics as that person or similar personality traits, mm-hmm. even though they've never met each other or the person that you named the child after has, you know, been deceased. They still have characteristics that resemble that person. So, um, for you, as an example, have a family member ever said that you remind me of such and such family member or you act just like such and such family member that passed away or whatever? No, but my mother's sister is named after a relative and that relative never ate meat. Mm-hmm. My aunt doesn't eat meat. That mm-hmm. relative had a certain way that she carried herself and my aunt is the same my sister's also named after somebody in my family and Mm. her characteristics are very similar to that person so you're saying that the name 
carries on that person. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes people say, be careful what you name your children. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want that child to carry on that person's trait or that, that energy. If mm. that person is known in your family to be, you know, a certain thing. Now, that kind of brings another question to my mind, right? Like, can those traits be reflective in a child, but instead of somebody dying in a past life and coming back, and they're still here, like they're still alive, can those same qualities be within that child? If that makes sense. I say if my grandmother never passed away, mm-hmm. but our son has extremely similar traits to my grandmother. Could some of her consciousness be within him? If we want to get that deep without having any sense of scientific research, but a, a you know, a bit of our own personal theory, I do think that with we we do inherit traits from our family members that are not just features mm. and not just DNA but also personality. Yeah, I think we also inherit mannerisms that we don't know. So I, did I tell you the story of when I went to visit my paternal family's side? Go ahead, tell us. And I was in um, Texas, and my first, very first Thanksgiving with them. I'm not a talker, mm-hmm. whereas my mom's family is very much vocal, and they express themselves, and they communicate, and they explain things, and they have these conversations and you know nobody really stops talking there's always something to say yeah dead silence Mm -hmm. and it was normal and i'm just like sitting there smiling like i find my people because no one's forcing me or nobody's pointing out the fact that i'm quiet everybody at that table is quiet so it could be genetic right? right that's what i'm saying yeah because i've never been around these people but the moment that i sat with them i'm like oh my god i'm just like them yeah as much as I want to remove myself from that, I inherit things that I didn't ask for. So that doesn't sound like an individual base past life, but a collective Movement type of, of collective yeah, energy. yeah, collective energy, right? Because I know for a fact, but you are around, right? Mm-hmm. You're around. Wami sees you every day. Our child is a direct copy of you from the way that you all walk, from the way that he kind of has mannerisms or expressions, from the way that he sleeps. Since he was three months old, I noticed you sleep on your back. Mm-hmm. Our child sleeps on their back, but you always have to have one arm behind and one arm down. You mm-hmm. all both sleep the same way. Mm-hmm. Breathe the same way when you're sleeping. That's creepy. It is very creepy. You know what? I never had a gray hair. Until our child was born. I never had aches and pains in my joints and my bones until our child was born. She's saying he's sucking the life out of you? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Mm -hmm. But that's interesting. And that brings me to another thought, right? Because you remember, um, well, of course you know, but the ancestry DNA, Mm -hmm. the family tree that Ancestry.com has accumulated through all the records and stuff that they have shows a man 
from the 1800s, I think early 1800s, with the same name as I do, spelt the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And you think that may be a coincidence, but maybe your mom is thinking, oh, I'll just name Philip. But what if your whole line had something to do with you being named that? Right. It just didn't come out of thin air. Right. That's what I'm trying to, like, could that person in that life be me right now in the present life? I don't know. That's a good question. Mm. But also, that's why people, like, it's a common thing, right, in mostly African tradition where you have to be careful of what you choose to name your child because it's almost like a spell. Mm. Whatever you put on that child is either a reflection of your time, meaning like let's say if you have someone that's named Sorrow because they grew up in a space where they experience sorrow all the time, but it's also kind of reverse psychology because if you name the child that, then you want to ensure that they don't have that similar experience when they get older. Mm -hmm. You can approach it that way. Or you can have it as such where it's like, I'm going to make this person, let's say your name is Blessing. Mm. I want to make sure that that person brings blessing to the family or whatever. But if you pay attention to a lot of people of African descent with these names, they have like a heavy meeting or an in-depth meeting or something that's associated with an experience of what either the community has experienced at the time or what the family is experiencing at the time. Or trying to, like, predict their future. Exactly. But those names also bring on a certain personality on the person. Mm-hmm. So I give an example for me, and it's like, I constantly feel like I have to live up to my name because of this meaning. Um, it means resilience, or it means I won't give up. Mm-hmm. So no matter how challenging things are, I know that my name means I cannot give up. Now, let me ask you this. If you did not know or were not aware of the meaning of your name, will it still hold um, significance? That same type of significance. I mean, it could, but what if you, I mean, with your story, you're thinking that you just called Philip because it's Philip. But why did somebody in your line have that name? I don't know. And then why do all of the people in your family have the name Anthony? Mm. And is there some sort of connection about all of the Anthonys in your family? Do you all carry the similar traits or similar ways that you behave? Mm. I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe I'm thinking too much about it or thinking too far off. My mother also is named after somebody in her family. But each person that's named after a family member behaves like that family member. That's interesting. Or have certain qualities of that family member. That's an interesting um, perspective on, you know, um, Zimbabwean or Africa, period, on their, like, perspective of past lives, right? Yeah, but, I mean, also with the idea of Ghanaian day names. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's born on a certain day has a day name, but it, those day names work similar to horoscopes. I was about to say that, yeah. They, they're the same thing where it's like you have these different things where like, oh, you're an Aries, so A, B, C. Where it can be like, oh, you're a Kojo, so this is your personality trait. Mm. Or, oh, you're an Ama, so if somebody's named Ama and another person's Ama, you all have something in common because you have similar traits of what mm. that name means or what that 
that the quality or the essence of that person becomes when they're born on that day. So yeah, I do feel like when we're now referring to reincarnation, I, I do believe that it's factual and I do believe that's maybe our purpose as energy or a certain being is that we carry on our spirit into a vessel which is a body. The lesson is always going to continue to be in our faces until we face that challenge. Mm. Then we can move forward to another challenge or another experience. What if there is only a certain amount of souls or consciousness that exists, which is why we reincarnate after our physical form passes away, right? What if there's like a big ocean of souls, right? Mm -hmm. And we're all connected. We're like the ocean, right? And we evaporate, we turn into clouds, and then when it rains, those each individual raindrops are the lives we live. Mm -hmm. And before we fall into the earth or the ocean, that's us passing away. But when we fall back into the ocean, it doesn't mean we we're dead. It means that we're just starting the cycle over. So what if it's like that? There's only a certain amount of souls of consciousness that are able to experience this, which is why we reincarnate. I keep repeating. I have no clue. It's really fascinating, and that's why I respect things like science and research because there's not going to be a definite answer. They can only be predictions. So even as yeah. with us having this conversation, it may sound like we're talking out of our asses, but everybody has a theory about, you know, mm -hmm. how we show up in this world and how we move forward and where we come from and if we repeat our life cycles. It's all very fascinating and I don't think there's any way to judge that experience because nobody knows yeah. The, the factuals of it. Nobody really knows the truth. Yeah. We can only predict or have an idea of what we think and assume. Hey, it's very interesting. So um, let's get into uh, a couple of these stories. Um, okay, let me, let me hear one. That was found on Reddit. Um, so a Reddit user by the name of Tapioca Tuesday. Tapioca Tuesday <laughs> asked um, a Reddit community uh, this question. Parents, what spooky past life memory did your kid utter? So here was a couple of replies. Uh, here's the first one. Back pre-pandemic, I was watching my friend's three-year-old for her and he saw a big military ship and he got this kind of a faraway look and said, I remember when my boat sank, there were so many sharks. I said, what? He blinked and said, what? And then started asking questions about the boat. I mentioned it to my friend and she said, yeah, he does that sometimes. 
Here's another one. When I was very young and still unable to string sentences together, my mom and I were sitting at the dining room table. She was crying and I comforted her, sorry, comforted my mother by telling her without any babbling or hesitation, it's okay, I used to be your great grandmother, I'll take care of you. I have no memory whatsoever of this. And my mom said I went back to my baby-like talk immediately after. She stopped crying probably because it scared the hell out of her. Here's another one. I used to watch my nephew when he was about three or four one day at my house. Um, and he pointed to a, mag- uh, a magnet of Arizona. It had a picture of the desert with rock formations. Kid pointed at it and asked where it was. He said he used to live by red rocks like that with his family, with his first family, excuse me. The first family all had straight dark hair. His blonde curly, uh, his hair was blonde and curly. And that he had a mom and dad and brother, a brother. That is until he went too far to the desert, too close to the dark, and gotten eaten by not dogs, not wolves, but smaller. But smaller. I said coyotes, and he kind of mouthed the word and said, oh, that's what you call them. Then he was sad and didn't want to talk about it anymore. So we had lunch, and that was the first and last mm-hmm. time he mentioned it. Another. My coworker has a son who, when he was about three, told her he used to grow rice and lived in a place where two rivers met. He was able to name the rivers, and she located it on a map of East Asia. Pretty well. Another. My father said that when my brother was three, he said something like, when I was older, I had a pretty girlfriend, and we died in a car. Mm. That's dark. <laughs> and lastly, my parents don't use Reddit, so I'll answer this for them. I think I was three and playing with a corkscrew when I blurted out that I used to have one of these when I had black hair, but I'm blonde. My parents said they asked me what it was, and I responded that it, used, it was used for opening wine. Freaked the hell out of them. So what did you think about those little stories? I believe them. Yeah. I believe children. And they're also the closest human beings to the other side. As well as old people, they're also close to the other side. Right. And I think that sometimes we hear stories from younger children that will freak you out. But if you sat with a very old person, they can freak you out too. (laughs) Yes, I believe it. Because they're so close to that side. They remember things, you know? Mm-hmm. Or it's like when you're about to transition, older people, you can kind of tell when they're, you know, making their way to the other side. So there's been, um, well, I've been hearing things about um, people going through past life regression. This means it's kind of like a, a therapy session or a hypnotist type session okay. where a hypnotist or a therapist um, puts you in, into a trance and you somehow travel to your past lives or um, 
a distant memory that you have. Mm-hmm. So you're in a relaxed environment, and then you explain what happened, and the hypnotist or the therapist writes it down, and whatever you recall may or may not be you in a past life. Mm. May or may not be you. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is another crazy dream that I had a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I was in this forest. And it's nothing but trees. So I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm walking. And trees started disappearing. And they were turning into people. So in front of me are trees, behind me are people. So I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm walking. And these trees kept turning into people. So I turn around and see like a whole bunch of people just behind me. Different people from all over. Never Mm -hmm. met these people, don't know who these people are. Some had very clear faces and some face just looked super blurry. Mm -hmm. And they felt familiar, but I don't know them. Very vivid dream. This dream is one of the dreams that happened when I um, stopped smoking marijuana. So I could have been hallucinating Mm -hmm. or just had like a very lucid dream. Yeah. But in my mind, could that be past lives? I have no clue. But we will never know. Like, as bizarre as it sounds or as normal as it sounds, we will never know. Mm. Maybe not in this lifetime, but it's it's most likely rare that we'll ever find out. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we will know. Maybe we won't. Um, So here are some cultural perspectives. Reincarnation, Panrajama, is a central tenet of the Indian religions such as Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, and Sikhism. Although there are Hindu groups who do not believe in reincarnation, instead believing in an afterlife. Buddhist scriptures believed in the existence of an afterlife in another world and in reincarnation. The Buddha also asserted that karma influences rebirth and that the cycles of repeated births and deaths are endless. So kind of what I believe in. Right. Uh, Within Japanese Zen, reincarnation is accepted by some but rejected by others. A distinction can be drawn between folk Zen and um, as in Zen practiced by devotional lay people, law people, and philosophical Zen. Folk Zen generally accepts the various supernatural elements of Buddhism, such as rebirth. Jews or Druze, I've never heard of this word before. Reincarnation is a paramount tenant in the Druze faith. There is an eternal duality of the body and the soul, and it is impossible for the soul to exist without the body. Hinduism, the body dies, assert the Hindu traditions, but the soul does not. Which they assume to be the eternal uh, reality 
indestructible and bliss. So, uh, sources by uh, Brian Gallandu on BuzzFeed. That's where I got one of my sources and the University of Virginia. But do Christians believe in a past uh, uh, reincarnation? Some do. Some don't. Hmm. At this point, I'm like, I understand people have different perspectives. But how... Let me not word it that way. It is more beneficial to keep an open mind or keep a an idea of the possibility that there is more to just us existing and then that's the end. Mm-hmm. Whether it's us being reincarnated or whether it's us now entering a new realm of life somewhere else. It's kind of dimensional too, right? Meaning? Like... We, when we pass, our souls, our spirit leaves and goes somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Our consciousness, whatever you want to believe, it goes somewhere else. It could be heaven, it could be hell, it could be a reincarnation, but we don't die. We just go to another dimension. Of existence. I mean, we we will never know until we experience it, you know? Until we experience mm. ending this chapter and possibly going somewhere or not going somewhere or <laughs> being in a standstill. Mm. But we will never know. However, what I believe would happen is we transition from this space and we end up having a different level or responsibility of guidance in this world from afar. Being an ancestor. Being an ancestor, but the the job is not finished, and you're not just in the air not doing anything, but you're protecting your lineage, or you're helping them move forward. Is becoming an ancestor even possible if you are reincarnated? Why can't you function as both? What if what if you have a duty in the space that you're now a soul that have left a certain body, but also why can't another piece of you be somewhere else? Mm. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's too far-fetched, but I think that because the human body or like the characteristics of a human are so different, maybe those different characteristics or categories can exist simultaneously mm. in different aspects or different people or different spaces at I the same that. time. I love that. That makes me think of a tree growing, seeds falling, a plant grows, a tree, another tree grows, and the, the, the first tree just gets too old and passes away, but the seed from that tree blooms and grows into another tree. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've seen it in real time. I think about people with, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but this is my 
thought process or maybe theory surrounding this, but people with multiple personality disorder, what if it's almost like a malfunction of not being able to categorize or separate different characteristics? Mm. So let's say, okay, we've now transitioned and different parts of you as a spirit being or as a as a space of energy can transcend or transform into a different body or a different category. But for example, when you have so many different parts of your personality that are trying to work at the same time, becomes overload in real time. But what if it's that's supposed to happen when we transition, where we have these things that disperse out of us, mm. that go into different places. The kind you go somewhere, the evil you go somewhere, you know, mm. the, the dishonest you go somewhere, the honest you go somewhere, the protective one goes somewhere. So when we talk about ancestors and what I've heard about people who pass on and have experiences with talking with people that have transitioned, it's always from a positive aspect. Even if the person wasn't a good person, mm -hmm. whatever feelings that they have, have gone, whatever person they were in this life have gone, but it's all only focusing on the positive or how they can help with their living people here. I like that. That kind of, I keep using analogies, but it's how, <laughs> it's how I can process it in my brain, right? Okay. It's like, our body is the antenna for our consciousness. So with people with personality disorders, mm -hmm. what if, okay, so for our body is an antenna picking up consciousness, consciousness is radio waves. We get a specific station at a certain time, like 95.5 or 102.3, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But what if something is not allowing just one station to play at one time, but all of the radio stations are coming in on that same channel mm -hmm. at the same, the same time. And then you get that static sound. Yeah. So what mm -hmm. if that's like personality personality disorders or right. these different consciousness or these different lives trying to seep through that one person? There's definitely an imbalance of something. But yeah, right. Maybe it could be. Oh, man, that's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Cool. <laughs> so, um, guys, what do you think? Are we reincarnated? Uh, do we have past lives? Do you remember your past life? Um, send us a comment. Um, let us know what you think about um, this whole conversation. Yeah, or do you think that it stops here and that's it? Right, right. That'll be a sad ending, though. All right, guys, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, and we will talk to you guys later. Peace.